Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders, how is everybody doing out there in the beautiful, wonderful, balmy crowdfunding world? You know, if that world is what it's like here in Michigan, where it's 70 degrees in November and sunny skies and it's just beautiful out, man, that would be amazing. I would love it. So with all that said, I am your host, Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel, CEO of Woodshed Agency. And what we do is we talk to project creators, um, you know, while they're either working on a campaign, that's what this podcast is all about. Like we liked, you know, we like to be, what are people doing, right? How are they becoming successful? So that's what Successfully Funded, the podcast is about. The agency is about helping these people, right? You know, running their campaigns in some instances. Um, we work with a lot of startup companies, whether it's uh, doing e-commerce or reward-based crowdfunding or equity-based crowdfunding, all that sort of stuff, right? So building out the strategies and the techniques that you need to do to be successful. But all that said, for you guys out there, our startup community that's listening, our, our, our people who are thinking about doing crowdfunding, it's important that you, you guys know what's happening and hear from people who are having success. And that is what today's episode is all about. All right. So we are going to be talking uh, to Juan, which is, I think he's the GM of the, um, or the general manager of the, of, the, um, of the company Unit One. And his new product, the Faro, is this awesome, awesome smart bike helmet. And man, it's got safety, visibility. It's in a really cool, like stylish package, right? Um, it, it's not a, uh, a nerdy looking helmet. And, and this guy, when I did this interview, I was thinking about him because I just recently went out and bought a helmet and uh, I started riding my bike a little bit more to, to work and whatnot. And uh, I, you know, I had to have a cool looking helmet, man. I'm not going to just put some weird thing on my head. And this guy, I mean, th this company, they've taken that idea and then they've put, you know, turn signals on it and lights on the front and back and just a really cool stylish helmet. So, and here's the other thing about this. You want to know why I know it's cool? Because over 2,100 people have already backed it with 16 days to go. Uh, they had a $20,000 goal and they're currently sitting at about $383,000. So really, really great campaign. So that interview, like I said, is going to be coming up in just a little bit. So I definitely recommend, you know, either staying tuned, listening to my, uh, my, my intro here, or you can go and you can hit that, that fast forward button, right? If you just want to get to the meat of this, right? You just, Hey, I'm not eating any appetizers. I want to get right to the steak and potatoes. That's a possibility for you. It really is. What else is going on? Well, it's November 9th, 2020. And I can finally say, I, I'm not going to have to look at the news and I'm not going to have to be stressed out about the election. Now, granted, there's still some stuff to be stressed out about, but deep breaths. Listen, <sighs> breathe in, breathe out. Like Gavin from Bush said, breathe in, breathe out. Machine head, right? Like a machine head. <laughs> uh, yeah, what a weekend. Saturday night was awesome. Hearing the uh, president, the vice president speak, um, I, I the amount of refresh, refreshing energy that comes over when you hear people uh, speak in complete sentences, um, you know, powerful people really makes you feel a lot better. Like just in general, just you're just like, okay, I feel better, right? Um, but I'll tell you the other powerful thing is just really standing back and 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 seeing the first women um, vice president. A minority at that point as well. So just to know that the amount of lives, um, the amount of dreams that were created in that atmosphere of just of just maybe young girls seeing it or people in minorities seeing it and going, wow, this is this is what you know the American dream is. And it that's the stuff that makes me proud. All the other stuff, man. Mm, all that other on the other side of that, that is there's a lot more chaos on the other side. I'm not into that. Not into that. It's not healthy. Um so, I mean, as of today, like I said, this Monday, the 9th, the day before my birthday, that's right. Birthday's tomorrow. I'll be turning uh, 21. Can't wait, man. I'm going to get my first drink tomorrow. I'm super, super excited about it. 
yeah. So anybody out there, feel free to, to send me a, some birthday wishes. Uh, I'll take them. I'll take them. Why not? Right. I'll take them. Um, but yeah, this election, man, just, uh, it's, it's almost like maybe it's this, you know, it's, it's been a four year run of a uh, new seasons of arrest development. Unfortunately, it's in real life. Um, but that's, it's nice that that's kind of, that's kind of rolling to an end. God. Yeah. So good. So good. But, um, what else is going on? Well, spent almost every day at the new house every night, uh, power weekend at the new house, moving a bunch of stuff, cleaning with, with, uh, we had a power sprayer on the, on the sidewalks and the, um, the cement, the concrete, the siding, ripping up floors, ripping up carpeting, just power working. And I'm not going to lie right now, the body's hurting a little bit. The hands are hurting, tired. I also had to mix all weekend. I worked this weekend too. I'm tired today, man. I'm tired, but I'm still bringing you a podcast. Huh? You know, you know what I mean? I'm not, not, not going to not give you a podcast just because the old arms and feet and hands and all that stuff is tired, but we're not done yet. We're not even close to being done. We're going to keep needing to, to power wash. I got a power wash up high now because house just got this green, you know, fuzz on everything. This, this moldy, whatever it is, moss, you got to get that all off. All right, I spent this morning, you know, calling. I got a chimney people coming out. I've got a drain inspection people coming out. We got to fix a pipe already. This is, this is why people own homes to fix all this stuff. And, you know, I've been a renter my whole life. I'm, 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 oh yeah, that's right. My birthday, I'm 21. My birthday's tomorrow. So I've, I've been renting. Just, just joking. That's sarcasm. I'm a little older than 21, but um, I've only rented. So I've, I most of the time when there's a problem, I've always had somebody to call. And now there's, well, I actually I still have somebody to call. I call my sister. So speaking of, my sister, pretty amazing. She's uh, been power working at my house, man. Like literally uh, up on my roof, cutting tree limbs down, helping with leaves, ripping up all the staples from the carpet that were on these wood floors, helping us with sanders, uh, just power working, uh, alongside us. So it's been great. And, um, yeah, she's awesome. You guys all should have a sister like my sister because she's cool. Power, power shout out to Jen. I don't think she's a regular listener of the podcast, but that's fine. That's okay. It's okay. Hey, hey, she's busy. She's busy helping me with my house and (laughs) doing work and working on her own life and house. But, um, but yeah, still got a lot to go. So we're looking at this week, finishing the floors, maybe starting some painting, uh, building some stuff in the basement for some storage scenarios there. Got to move some stuff in the basement and celebrate the power birthday tomorrow. Um, and then, and then from there, you know, probably pick a couple days and just say, all right, this is the power move where we can actually like move, right. We got to move beds and like dressers and like clothes, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, but as of right now, like all the little stuff, all the weird out of end stuff that's out, it's really on to the next, uh, next portion. So man, this is a process, uh, process. I mean, this, I guess that's what happens when you live in a house for nine years and you, you know, you grow in it, right. You have your, you have your kids and you just grow into this thing and you just, uh, but I'll tell you, I was kind of looking yesterday because I did a lot of the moving of stuff yesterday, trailer, truck, moving stuff. And Aaron has always said that, oh, you have your stuff out in the garage too. But when I was starting to move everything, that's just not a true statement. I really don't, I personally, I don't have much. I I mean, you know, I've got the tip, like, I guess I don't consider you know, like the lawn equipment mine. It's just stuff you need for the house. I don't like the mower is not mine or the weed eater. That stuff's not mine. It's just like, all right, we had to have it for the house to mow the yard. So it's not, I don't feel like that's mine. I'm talking about like my wife has like 30 tubs of just stuff, magazine, shoes, coats, other clothes. I don't even know just stuff. I don't have that stuff. And I would consider that stuff. That's her stuff. Like I don't have buckets of old clothes anywhere. I just these I, I get new clothes, I throw out the other side. I'm I'm out. Like I think if I had to just myself move, I would like I would have a lot of computer stuff. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. If there's anything in the garage, I have the leftover PA system that we use for the movie nights. 
That's it. I found, oh, I found some golf shoes. So I don't have much. Don't have much. <laughs> but hey, what do I know? What do I know? <sighs> so I've been thinking about, I've been getting a new idea in here. I was thinking about creating a weekly Instagram live sort of little comedy routine. Like I want to do like five minute quick bursts on Instagram live, maybe 10 minutes. And I've got some material wrote. I got some stuff going around. One of them is going to be around skin tags and what's happened in my life in that. Um, I think it's pretty funny. There's some funny stuff in it. So, um, so I've been thinking like, all right, so how can I get into this routine? Right. So I've really been thinking like I got the equipment, got the camera, got the phone. I can do this all. We got Instagram, like maybe Instagram live, Facebook live, something like that. And just like literally treat it like, Hey, it's my, I got my five minutes. I'm going to go up almost like an open mic or something and just be like, all right, I'm going to riff. I'm going to do my, uh, I'm going to go through some of my material here and just rip through it. Right. And, and I think, it, yeah. So I'm, once I have that ready to go and I get in that routine, I want to start that and I'm going to, I'm going to schedule it and I'm going to tell everybody about it. Like, Hey, make sure you guys tune in Thursday, 10 o'clock and be doing my, uh, my quick five minutes. I'm going to build some material pretty, pretty close to, it. I feel really good about the five I got right now in the can. I think, you know, it's, um, um, it's, it's mostly written out. I've got the outline of it. Like I, I think my, my style, when I keep talking about it in my head and I keep thinking about it, it's, it's I need my outline and then I need to riff from that. Right. That's what I need. Um, but I think what my challenge is going to be is I do find that like, I, I do feed off of like people's energy or things happening like that. I think that's like crowd work, right? Like that bebopping and scatting a little bit. I think it's gonna be much challenge, more challenging to have that when it's just a camera and an iPhone, right? Like you're just talking to a camera. It doesn't feel, I mean, it, it feels like this vibe a little bit, right? Where I'm just like talking to nobody, somebody, you know, you don't really know, you don't get any reaction from it, but I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to try that. Something that's kind of gnawing at me a little bit. I don't know. So, all right, guys, what else is going on? That's about it. I think I gave you a lot, right? That's a lot. We got a lot going on. Got a lot going on. So tomorrow I'll be 21. I'll have my first drink. Super excited about that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Super excited. All right, guys. If you are thinking about working on a crowdfunding campaign or you're going to launch one, before you do that, go to the website, woodshed.agency. At least pick the consultation tab. Pick a time to talk to me. I won't sell you anything. I don't want anything. For, just ask me questions. Hey, I've seen this. I've seen this. This would be a great category. Do this. Try this on day 10. All kinds of little stuff. Give you all that, man. If you don't want to do that, hey, I don't want to reach out to you. That's cool. Maybe go to the blog. we got a lot of content there. Things to be thinking about. Things to be working on. Um, just things to be aware of. And if that doesn't work, subscribe to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button, right? Go and and uh, and hit that subscribe button right now. Um, that way you're going to get episodes a couple times a week. Um, and you're going to be talk- hearing, if, if you don't believe me, listen to the project creators, right? So let's just say, hey, you're an agency. I don't think you know what you're talking about. That's cool. All right. Why don't you listen to a project creator who's actually done it? You know, like one today like the interview that's coming up here in about two minutes right go listen to that that way he's telling you what he did to be successfully funded that seems like a good idea so um but yeah a lot of options and obviously we're all over social media so go reach out i'd love to love to interact with you also you want to hear some of my comedy that i think i'm going to start trying make sure you follow me over on instagram go to fuzzy wenzel on instagram uh i'll probably i'm going to start with facebook lives there is my goal um and i think that's coming here shortly in the middle of moving a house and all that sort of stuff, you know, you, you just keep adding stuff to your play, right? That's what you do. You just keep adding stuff. It's like Thanksgiving dinner all the time. More and more and more stuff. Keep adding more stuff. So, all right, guys, I think that's enough. So with all that said, why don't we kick into my conversation with Juan and let's talk about bike helmets. Let's make them cool. All right, here's my conversation. From throats open to the breaks of the birds. The golden rain tree its powders down in these little boudoirs streaked with orange and red all right Juan the, the red light's on I hope you're you're are you okay you good you nervous oh, yeah. at all no nervous uh no this is uh looking forward to it this is again this is awesome. gonna be fun cool well let's start off with a quick sound check uh what'd you have for breakfast this morning uh breakfast this morning uh 
couple of white, white sourdough toast and a cup of tea. So okay. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Is that the typical breakfast, or did you go a little uh, out of the norm? Oh no, today? that's that's very much the typical thing. After I uh, I managed to have my kids stop yanking at my uh, pajamas for for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's so cool. very that's much cool. the usual morning these these uh, these days with the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm uh for for our regular listeners, I'm in a remote location because my kids are currently at my office using it for school today because I didn't oh, know damn. that we had. Uh, and you have nowhere my, to go. Yeah, so I got kicked out. So I'm at home at the kitchen table where I'm supposed to usually be at the office. So, you know, it's just the usual. It's just the oh, usual yeah. stuff, right? The pandemic, trying to do a podcast around a business. But, well, instead of talking about breakfast food and our children, why don't you actually introduce yourself and tell my listeners uh, who you are and what you're doing over on Kickstarter right now? Yeah. So uh, my name is Juan. I am co-founder and uh, CEO of Unit One. We are a sports tech startup, uh, originally started in sports tech. We're moving into urban mobility. Mm. And um, we're right now we're live in Kickstarter with our campaign of Faro. Faro is, in a, is a smart urban helmet um, which are, with a b- bunch of bells and whistles and uh, really uh, kind of a stylish slash techy approach to helmets. Yeah. Uh, it's going, doing pretty well so far. Three weeks in, really, really happy. and. Very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that, that's great. So for our, our, our people who haven't seen it or, or don't know, like, let's walk us through like what's making this um, helmet smart, what's making it very cool looking. I mean, I've seen the page, so I know what I'm looking at. But for those people who, who, who haven't seen it yet, kind of walk us through what it looks like. Yeah, uh, actually, I have one right here. Oh, nice. This, this is it. Um, this is actually the poor thing. This, is, this was our first ever prototype. It's already pretty banged up. It, yeah. it survives, uh, I think, three photo shoots. It's a miracle this thing is it's even alive. <laughs> but uh, it, it'll help me illustrate a couple of points. So uh, this is our, our helmet. Um, now, the, the the special things about Faro, are, I think, are, are two. So what we did, we looked at what, what were the barriers keeping people from wearing helmets, which is kind of the, the main problem we wanted to solve. Because people right. don't wear helmets, uh, don't wear helmets enough, uh, and that kind of feeds into how dangerous cycling in, in cities is, and the, a bunch of problems after that. But, but the main problem was why do people don't wear helmets? So we looked at that, and uh, it's very much style driven. So people consider helmets to be ugly, um, uncomfortable. They just don't want to be seen on them. Uh, they don't. They don't look how they. They don't like how they look yep. uh, on helmets. Um, a lot of people think they're unnecessary. That's a different different uh, subject to tackle. Uh, and so we just decided to, to try to bring these barriers down and, and have more people wear helmets, uh, which is obviously a challenge because um, right now helmets have the same reputation as that of a seatbelt. You right. wear it because you have to. You're, yeah. you're, you're not awesome. You're not super psyched about you know strapping in. Uh, it's right. part of your life now, but yeah. um, helmets is, is the same. And most helmets, like seat belts, only work for you that second you, you get hit. God forbid. I uh, hope it right. doesn't happen. But if it does, that's where the the helmet or the seat belt comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, every, everything else is just there. Uh, if you're driving through a quiet town or, or riding and there's nobody around, you're going to think, why am I wearing this, right? So we did a helmet that kind of um, did it all, if you, if, you, if you will. So the first thing we did, we made it uh, stylish. Uh, yep. Stylish in a way that you could uh, think of a helmet as, as an accessory, something you actually want to wear, something you like how it looks, you like how you look on it, something that can be even part of your outfit. Um, as, as you can see, this thing is, is very, very sleek, very simple, clean lines, uh, not a bunch of stuff added in there everything is very well integrated uh and we 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 put our hearts and souls into making this as beautiful as a helmet can be and i'm pretty i'm pretty stoked about this um apparently people are too so i can safely say we 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 did that right yeah and then the second the second thing we did is we added um lights to it so it's got integrated lights uh, and that goes towards the the seatbelt point. Mm-hmm. A helmet that only works for you the second you're you you get hit. That's one thing that's usual. A helmet that makes you visible 
uh, especially at night, all the time, not, not, not just works for you when you get hit or if you get hit. It just works for you constantly, making you always making you visible. And it turns out visibility is one of the key um, key issues when, when it comes to road safety. Uh, yeah. So if drivers or motorists see you, you're much, much less likely to, to get involved in an accident. So we just tapped into that as well. In paper, it all looks good. It all looks doable until we actually set out to do this thing. It turns out if you start adding lights to a helmet, they get ugly pretty fast. Right. Right. Uh, that's just yeah. it's just math yeah. it's just big big light over here it. on your <laughs> exactly bells and whistles and then okay so this is not where this is not what we wanted <laughs> right. uh so it was a challenge to bring all these elements together in such a way that they're they don't really bother you and they're just part of the design yeah so Farah has a a front light a back light these are very uh quite small, elongated, mm -hmm. and really razor sharp lights. They're really, really focused, really, really high powered. Um, and they're designed for long distance visibility. These are the ones that are gonna make you visible under the rain, at a distance, uh, you don't miss this. Actually, right. a funny story, uh, during the photo shoot, uh, nighttime photo shoot, middle of the city, you can imagine, ton of people biking around. And it was really, really easy to pick our guy apart. It was like, there he is, like <laughs> yes. five, six blocks away. There he is. Uh, so so that, that's, that's what these lights are for. Uh, now, remember the whole adding lights to a helmet uh, uh, challenge. Um, it, it, I mean, it's true. You add more stuff in it, it, it no longer is clean or sleek or simple. All the things we wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we added a bunch of lights that you don't see. So beneath this this fabric liner you see here, yep. There's 46 LEDs hidden beneath the fabric. Yeah, it's awesome. With, with, yeah, we, we we call it. It was it wasn't our best uh, most inspired moment. We call it <laughs> hidden light, right? Uh, so it's light you can only see when it's on. When it's off, right. you have this super sleek yep. uh, fabric liner that is tearproof, waterproof. Anything proof, really? Yeah, it, it, um, it just looks like it's like a part of the helmet too. It doesn't. You wouldn't even know. Exactly. It's like right. oh, by, yeah. uh, it's a helmet with fabric on it. Cool. Right. Um, yep. And then at night, when when you actually need it, there's this entire panel that lights up. And because it's so big, you get to do stuff like animations and custom patterns. Or um, and actually, our focus with this part is communication. Yep. Remember, this was super razor sharp focused LEDs for long distance visibility. And this is much, much bigger. So it's aimed at communications. We have, I don't know, turn signals here, a brake light, uh, cool animations happening beneath the fabric, uh, stuff that you can only do with a uh, big area. Right. Uh, you you, right. you can, couldn't do it with this, with this little, little strip, right? Yeah. Um, and that's how these two lights kind of work together. Top takes care of your visibility. Bottom takes care of your communication, especially with other riders or, or drivers. Mm -hmm. And the kicker is that you don't see it unless you have them on, in which case you'll have to. But uh, every, every, everything else is just, it's like they're not even there, which That's is cool. what we wanted. We wanted this thing to be, you know, sleek and clean and simple. Imagine what this would look like with a bunch of LEDs there. It would be, <laughs> right. it will not be a, 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 it would be a sore sight. Well, sure. yeah, a lot of people would, would go back to that first thing, like, I'm not wearing that thing. What are you talking about? Exactly, which is what we wanted to solve in the first place. Right. That's great. So in that process for you guys as a company, like, what was the first step, right? What was the, how did you, I know that's a prototype, but like, what was even before that where you're like, uh, all right, this kind of does what we want it to do. What, what, what did that look like? Uh, well, it, it was, the, the usual process usually takes about, I don't know, 12, 16 months. That's that's mm -hmm. what it takes to, to design, develop, and, and launch a product. Uh, this is not our first product. Uh, we started out with a ski and snowboard helmet mm -hmm. with uh, integrated headphones, walkie-talkie, the whole thing. That's that's That was our first product. Um, another Kickstarter, but another Kickstarter, another uh, crowdfunding campaign back in uh, Indiegogo. Okay. Um, we started with that. Um, we, we had a pretty successful, uh, successful crowdfunding uh, delivered to all our backers. Uh, then delivered more product after that and pretty much uh, sold around uh, a couple thousand helmets uh, throughout the world. Cool. And then um, this was a product that we launched uh, officially into the market uh, last October. 
Okay. Ah, uh, so sold out pretty quick, thankfully, before the whole pandemic hit. Uh, and then, well, you know, the whole circus shut down, as you very well know. Yep. Each and every one of each each of us had a different version of it, but it's pretty much the same. Uh, everything <laughs> right. just grinds down to a halt. It's like, oh shit, yep. what do we do now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we knew that we wanted to get into urban mobility already. This was supposed to happen next year, but then we were, you know, locked in uh, our whole team um, at home. Uh, and well, we said, let's bring this in to, to 2020. I mean, we're not going to sit on our on our butts for, for six right. months and see what happens. So we yep. this that 10, 12 month process, we shrunk it down to six, which was lunacy, I, yeah. um, I might say. It was, wow. yeah, that is I'm quick. not sure it was the it, it wasn't yep. our brightest idea, but it had to be done. <laughs> so we just shrunk it down and, and, and pretty much put the entire team uh, to work day and night on this. And in six months, believe it or not, this went this went from a nothing, like not, a, not online on paper, nothing, mm-hmm. to um, this thing I'm holding right here, which is doing pretty well on Kickstarter. And thankfully, it's been very, very was warmly welcomed by the uh, Kickstarter community, by the writing community as a whole. So whew, that was uh, yeah. that was intense. Um, so yeah, answer in, your in question. It, yeah, how, how do we? How did this come about? Um, thankfully, it wasn't our, our first time around. Otherwise, we couldn't have done it in, in, in the short term uh, that we did it. Right. Uh, so we, it was insane. We had to put our, our marketing team. Uh, our design team or, and our engineering team, which, which usually work like a step-by-step thing, we just mm-hmm. mashed them all together. Mm. Uh, and it was ultimately the best thing we could do for the product because we had designers and, and marketing people thinking together about what kind of product we needed to, to build in the first place. And once that was clear, then the first line came about and then we then we continued with the process. So it was, it was different. Um, but I think it was different in a good, different, different in a good way. Yeah, I think. Well, I think it's always good to, that sometimes you have to like sort of shake up things, right? Like just hey, you know, just look at it a little bit differently. Put other eyeballs in here. Put other thoughts. You know, um, have that open communication. Like there's no wrong answer sometimes, right? Like just throw it all oh, yeah. out there, see what happens. Um, so in that process. Um, you know, what are you looking for in terms of as you're prototyping, as you're putting together to like make sure that you're, you know, getting to that core, you know, some of those core things you talked about right in the beginning, right? We wanted to look good. We wanted to, you know, we wanted to have these functions, right? We wanted to, we want people to want to wear it, right? Um, we want yeah. to get rid of these things. But what, as you're building these prototypes, how are you making sure that you're staying on course and not, oh, we just added this new feature that sticks out. And now all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, yeah. how are you sort of navigating that world? Because I think for a lot of startup companies, that's that's a challenge, right? When you're putting together a product, to not to go too far, not to go too little, not to say, you know oh, what, yeah. we don't want to work on that feature too much. You know, how, how do you kind of navigate that world? Well, we we um, like I said, we what we did first, we this is our, our this is our second time around, so I think we were less anxious than the, the, the first couple of years, uh, and we conducted ourselves. Even though we were like rushed for real, uh, we, we 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 took it slow when we had to take it slow, and that was the the the, the main part of okay. Let's think: what product are we building? I mean, yeah, we're we're doing a helmet. Okay, what kind of a helmet? Where is it going to be positioned in the market? What's going to be the price point, or at least the price range? Yeah, what are going to be its key features? And then once we have that, uh, then you don't deviate from that because that's right. when uh, mistakes start happening. You don't just improvise and add some bell- bells and whistles on it because uh, your aunt thought it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. So we keep that course steady. Um, but we were uh, lucky enough to get a lot of people involved in this. We, we ran a beta program with um, close to 40 uh, urban riders from throughout the world. So hmm. big cities, so San Francisco, LA, New York, Berlin, London, uh, uh, a ton of cities world over with different kind of landscapes for, for, uh, for cycling. But, um, and we had them be involved in the process. And this was, right. this was kind of cool because we just literally straight up asked them, uh, do you like this? Do you, do you hate this? Um, just give it to us. Just, you know, straight. We <laughs> right. don't, we, we don't care. And, yeah. and that was that was so, so cool because we we had it was like a 
a 40 plus addition to our design team uh, with people right. with, uh, like their combined experience uh, being poured into this product. Uh, and, and it just, and it ironically was a time saver because instead of, uh, you know, doing something in your own team, which, you, you know, you have four or five people to bounce stuff off. Right. Imagine doing that with 40. Yeah. Yes, it's slower, but once you do something, it's, it's done. And it's sure. it's more solid. So we 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 took these uh, this this slow steps, but but really solid steps. And once we got at uh, at pre launch uh, day, with, which was October sixth, we said this is our product. There's not going to be any stretch goals. This is going to be our product. We strive to get to the best product from the get go. We don't like that the stretch goal mentality of if we do that, then we'll make it better. Which is right. Would rather have it the best it is the best it can be on sure. day one, um, sure, sure. which is not to say we are you know pick headed and don't listen to our community because what happened is pretty pretty quickly into the launch, uh, you know the Kickstarter community is beautiful and we love it. They're also very vocal, right? And they're not very subtle either. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. And it was like it was like our kitchen was on fire. It was everyone's like. This needs to be a type C return. So it's like, ah, oh, damn it. Uh, how do we miss this? Because we, we actually, you know, thought about it and, and we, we had decided for, uh, for micro USB instead. And yeah. um, it was so strong a voice, a combined voice from, you know, hundreds of backers. And we actually took that back to our uh, suppliers and we, we did the whole pricing analysis and, the whole nine, the whole nine yards, and then we came back and we said, "You were right. This needs to be Type C." We yep. apologize for for that, uh, and now Faro is Type C. So that was the the, the one adjustment that we made That's cool. um, that needed to be needed to be done. But other than that, we've been able to keep it, uh, you know, keep it clean and keep it from being too meddled with, if you will, if, if you know what yeah. I mean. Because yeah, hundred percent. That allows us to, you know, be straight with our suppliers and to have a more clear vision how it is we're going to bring this thing to market. Because the day the campaign ends, yeah, sure, cheers. Um, let's we'll have a toast and then it's back to right. work, man. Back to work. It's, yeah, it's uh, time to be done. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Now it's not, it seems like your, I mean, the company itself really strives for this community engagement, right? I mean, you've obviously you've done crowdfunding before. You're doing a Kickstarter now, but even this idea of bringing 40 people in there to hear their, uh, you know, their voices, their opinions, their their ideas, that isn't typical for a lot of companies. Are, is that something you guys are openly like? We're, we're very comfortable in this. We want to take in feedback. We want to hear people's voices. Um, and I say that because I, again, most of our listeners are are people thinking about running a campaign or they're in the startup world. How do you open yourself up to? vulnerability, not taking anything personal, right? Like, no, no, it has to be USB that, you know, it has to be, you know, like how, how do you sort of navigate that and make sure that that culture's in your company so that you're actually benefiting from it, right? Like you're, you're listening and making a better product. Well, uh, being a startup and being a small team means that everyone around you is going to have an opinion. Right. Everyone, your mother, your aunt, uh, <laughs> They're, they're going to be pretty pretty strong and, and, and capable opinions. And there's going to be opinions that you have to ignore. Right. So you, every entrepreneur uh, knows that you, ha you have to have thick skin and nothing can get you, to you because otherwise you, you won't last a day. Uh, that being said, there is a degree, like you said, there, there's a degree of vulnerability and open up your design process to 40 strangers. Yes. Uh, hell, there's vulnerability in a crowdfunding campaign. Right, you're yeah. putting a product out there for everyone to yep. criticize. Right, uh, they they can do a ton. I mean, Kickstarter um, backers are like super powerful during the campaign. Yep. That that comment section is like, <laughs> I mean, you, you have to tread carefully there, right? Uh, yeah. But it, it, it's part of the game, and 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 we love being uh, being a part of this. Uh, this is a first time in Kickstarter, not not crowdfunding, but yes, in Kickstarter. We're loving that. This is yeah. uh, such a, they're very vocal, um, mm -hmm. which is awesome. I mean, you got to learn how to deal with that, but it, yeah. it's great. And as far as, as far as bringing people into our process goes, we didn't do anything too crazy. We, uh, we started with um, direct contacts uh, of, 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 of our team 
and then contact of theirs. And that's where we stopped. So it's like, gotcha. uh, it's like uh, you're my friend. I, I'll go as far as your friends. Right. And right. that's as far as I go. So I, that was our way to say, okay, we're not going to have, I don't know, uh, some, some um, agent of the competition uh, being part of this process, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. So we have that to be sense. careful, obviously. But I don't know, maybe it's, maybe we could be way more paranoid and, and a lot of people will say you should be, but we yeah. just, we, we love, we love doing this process with, with people. And it's, it's no accident that we're doing a, a, our, our third crowdfunding, a crowdfunding campaign now and that we, uh, we call it this crowdfunded design, the whole beta thing, because right. we essentially had 40 people in just weigh in with their opinions and, yeah. and call us out on, on, on stuff that they didn't like. Uh, and in a way, it was like getting getting us ready for crowdfunding because yep. everyone is going to have an opinion, and they have to learn with learn with, uh, to live with that That's and cool. extract some value if you can. Right now, over this you know this period of time from you know starting the idea, pandemic to where we are right now with this this Kickstarter being active, what was the thing that was keeping you and your team up at night? What was the thing that like, man, we have to get this right in in this process? Uh, you mean for the product or for the campaign itself? I think all of it. Like just the thing that like we are, you know, we know we can do the helmet, but we got to make sure this Kickstarter is right. Or we know we're going to do good well in the Kickstarter, but we got to make sure the lights work. Or what, what was there just something that you're like, this is the thing we have to really make sure we nail? Uh, yeah, it, I think it was uh, product positioning. So this, this, is, mm-hmm. this was a very um, widely discussed topic uh, in the beginning. And I think it still is. What kind of helmet are, do we need? To, to make our entry into urban mobility because uh, we're, we're we're not we're not a part of this as a company we're not a part of this world as right. as persons uh, as people yeah we are we we all bike to work we we, we know the drill but as a mm-hmm. company this was our entry into into the urban mobility and how you want to do that largely determines the the product that you're going to do it with right and we have a, a our team is composed from designers engineers uh, marketers business builders, uh, entrepreneurs of all sorts, um, bike riders, skiers, snowboarders, crazy people. We, we, we love our team. And what happens when you have such a passionate team is you want to do everything. You want to just add stuff in because I want the helmet right. to do this. I want the helmet to right. do that. And then what happens is your bill of materials starts piling up and then you have to sell the product uh, for uh, yeah. a much higher price than you, than you originally got a $3,000 bike helmet. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, Whoa. it would be awesome for sure, yeah. but uh, right. who wants yeah. a three grand bike helmet? So <laughs> right. that's the thing we are constantly keeping in check. So it's yeah. every, every, every product-based decision we make is uh, validated by, uh, by a, a lot of people that, that are going to, you know, bring in their, their, their opinion from their different, uh, different places. So uh, engineer is gonna it's gonna give give his opinion from an engineering engineering standpoint or pricing or or sourcing standpoint, and then marketing guys kind of come in and say, okay, so these are the helmets in the market, these are the prices we need to be around here, and then it's just it's a, it's a collective kind of approach, and we constantly have to keep other each other in check because otherwise right. you 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 risk overdoing something and ending up with a product that is not consistent with that sure kind of strategic direction you wanted to take in the beginning yeah that totally makes sense now i it sounds like you guys were thinking crowdfunding was a part of this no matter what this this product oh, yeah. i mean like you were going to go to a platform what made the decision to go from indiegogo to kickstarter for this one uh that was also widely debated um <laughs> we First up, Kickstarter, uh, starting with Kickstarter allows you to later on go into Indiegogo on demand. Right. And you, you can't do the, you can't do the inverse uh, of yeah. that. Um, obviously, having an Indiegogo campaign is not the same as having an in-demand campaign, right. but you kind of have at least access to, to that community, which, which we love. And we, we've been there twice and we're going there after uh, Kickstarter. But um, this time around, we wanted... We want to have, uh, you know, Kickstarter has more of a kind of raw, more powerful vocal community, more active. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we, we started the first days in. Uh, and we wanted that. We wanted to experience that. And as we move into this this kind of a circuit in which we design and develop and build cool products that we later on launch via crowdfunding, 
we want to, to have better control of this. And that meant tapping into the biggest crowdfunding um, community there is, right. which is Kickstarter. So yep. if we're serious, if you're ser if you're serious on this, which we are, it just makes made sense to to start in Kickstarter. And I think it was it was the right call. Yeah. What were you looking for? Was there any, or I guess maybe a better question is, is there any data points you were looking for to know that you were ready to launch? Again, you know, we want to have X amount of emails or, you, you know, you've done this in the past, you know, we're, we're feeling good. Was there a date in mind? Did the election play into any of this stuff? Like, what were you guys thinking oh, yeah, of? Like, yeah. we know we're ready to go today, you know? Well, we knew uh, it, it was the other way around. We knew it had to be October 6th. Mm -hmm. um, and and that was because of the elections in right about now, um, right. beginning of, of November. We wanted to have a, a solid month before the elections, mm -hmm. um, you know, un, unpolluted traffic, unpolluted attention. Um, right. I mean, the, the whole the whole thing is a is a is a circus, and all eyes are are there. So we we knew yep. that we wanted to have a clean month before that. Uh, we knew that we wanted uh, yes, the next amount of emails, sure. But the challenges were to to get the certainties we needed at a product level before. Mm. So before we put any feature up in a landing page or, or an email or, uh, or Instagram or the campaign itself, we need to be absolutely sure that whatever we were putting up there was not only doable, was doable on time, was cost effective and, 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 and was uh, profitable in a way that it, it, it makes sense to, right. you know, push a business uh, with, yeah. with this product. And we, we didn't want to overpromise and underdeliver. Yeah. Uh, we didn't want to put up a date that we could not fulfill later on. Uh, we didn't want to put up a feature that we could not fulfill. So we made sure that everything we were saying Faro is going to do, it will do. And that was the, the main time crunch. And that was the the, the all-in that we had to, to pull, um, the all-nighters before the, the campaign, that's where that's where it went, to make sure that everything that's on the campaign is, is doable and, 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 and true to, to the product. Otherwise, you're, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we oh, that. big time. Yeah, especially in this community. Like, no, I was especially. promised. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I, one of the things I loved about the page too is I think you guys did an amazing job of content. Like, it, you can tell who this audience is. It's right to the point. Um, what was sort of the process to make sure that you're grabbing the right content to tell the story, to show who this user is, who's going to love this helmet, um, you know, and make sure you're checking off all those boxes. Because again, I think this is a big misstep for a lot of Kickstarter campaigns is, there just isn't good content and story for me to go, I'm into this thing. So, but how did you yeah. guys sort of navigate that and, uh, and, 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 and make a page that looks as good as it does? Well, for us, telling a story is our, literally a livelihood. We, this is a company that revolves around its products. Uh, and I say products, a couple months ago, it was product as in one. So right. we, we, need to, we need to be able to show our products in, in such a way that they tell a compelling story. And to be honest, uh, it helps that we, that, we, that we picked products that have so strong backstories in the, in the first place. Like right. this thing, firstly, can save your life. Yep. Let's just start with that. It's like this thing can literally save your life. Okay. Um, what's the problem with, with, with uh, helmets in general? We address those points dead on uh, without, without fears. Like helmets are ugly. Okay. Um, helmets are uncomfortable. Okay. I, I, I get that. Um, helmets are to some unnecessary. Okay. And we just addressed point by point, uh, what we thought were, were the problems with, with that mentality. Um, right. actually some of the problems are, are with the mentality and some of the problems are with just the, the product offering in general. Mm -hmm. Helmets are considered ugly because most of them are. Right. Um, Helmets are uncomfortable because most of them are as well. Uh, I mean, yeah. it, that's not, it's not rocket science. Uh, we, we've, all, we've, all, uh, we've all done that, and that is true. So we kind of made sure that those pain points were, were addressed and that we showed rather quickly at the beginning of the page that we showed why our product hits those pain points and, uh, and can, we think, capture a solid position in the market because it does. 
That's cool. That's cool. Well, let's flip over a little bit to the actual Kickstarter because we actually we haven't actually talked about some of the numbers. So while we're talking right now, there still is about 19 days to go. Um, you had a $20,000 goal and you're currently at 355000 So this is a monster campaign right now. It's only going to get bigger. Um, nine, over 1,900 backers, which is great. Um, so I'm wondering, like, what's something that maybe has stood out behind the scenes in this campaign that you guys maybe didn't expect? Like, oh, we have a big audience in the Philippines or whatever it might be. Has there been something that you guys were like, man, I just did not expect this, but this is awesome, right? Uh, we expected it to be much more US centric. Hmm. Uh, we expected uh, kind of a almost a 60-40 split in favor of the US and then mainly uh, mainly Europe. And it was Europe was much, much stronger than we had uh, foreseen. Wow. Uh, and U- UK really stood out. It was like, crap, this was not, I mean, amazing. Don't, don't get me wrong. This <laughs> right, was amazing, right, yeah. but uh, we just didn't expect it to be, which is, which is, you know, healthy. It, it means that your, your audience is just showing up because you're, mm-hmm. you don't know who to call. Right. In the first place, like, I think I got all just audiences to here and there, but we don't really know. And then the campaign is up and then you actually see it coming together, which was, which was insane. Uh, another surprise that we did not expect uh, in the first week or so of, of the campaign being live, uh, and re- remember, this is a market that we did not exist in uh, two months ago. We we were continuing to be actually flooded by um, retail requests, hmm. which is something that we also did not expect. We, yeah. I mean, we, we were going to work our, our retail plan um after the campaign, you know, closer to actual launch, and uh, which makes sense because, I mean, they, they want samples and all that. But right. uh, that was that was amazing. That was uh, it's just traction that just up and hits you in the face, uh, and it we love it. Uh, it that, that, that this is already getting this kind of a, a natural traction from from the people that are selling cycling cycling based products throughout the world. The people from Australia, Singapore. Uh, obviously, our main markets: U.S., U.K., Germany, France, right. Spain, uh, Italy. Uh, the, you know the, the big cities: Canada, uh, South America, Australia. From the world over, we never, not in a million years, expected that that kind of a of a reaction from the the retail side of things, as well as the actual market. Because the campaign is beyond our, our wildest dreams this, at this point, and we still have like 20, 20 19 days to go. So we're um, we're Really, really excited about this. Now, this campaign seems like it's a relatively long campaign. What was there a strategy around going longer than shorter? What was kind of the conversations around that? Yeah, so we we knew that the elections were going to be right in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, and there there was going to be a a dip in attention, performance, the whole thing. I mean, all eyes are there, and right, understandably so, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so we knew that 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 was going to be a kind of a dip, and we we elected we decided to have a longer campaign, uh, essentially because we wanted a to to put it out there for as long as we could, uh, to have our product, uh, you know, uh, being available to backers for as long as we could. Uh, we 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 take our, our responsibilities towards our backers very very seriously, mm-hmm. and we said, okay, let's just have it out there for for as long as we can. Let's get as many pre-orders as we can, and the the bigger this is, the better everything's going to be after. Uh, right. the, the bigger order we put with our suppliers, the bigger splash we make in this new market we, that we're that we're getting into. Uh, so, the whole be as big as it can be. Uh, that was that was the reason behind the the longest that the longer campaign um, duration. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, um, you know, for a campaign like this too, you know, with you guys shipping. It looks like, I mean, you're shipping to most countries, right? You know, your audience is, is most. most countries, Everywhere. right? Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, how are you guys approaching a product like this with shipping and handling? Because again, I know that this can be a huge, huge problem for a lot of companies, you know, shipping a, a bulky item anywhere or whatever it might be. How are yeah. you guys sort of navigating those waters to make sure that you're not, you know, spending a 300 bucks to ship something to this random island, you know? <sighs> Yeah. Oh, because we did that once, uh, and we <laughs> we know that we don't want to do it again. Right. Um, we 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 went through all those hoops uh, our first time around. Yeah. Um, and then our second time around, we 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 improved upon that, and we intend to do so again. Uh, and at this moment, we're lucky enough to have already have a a pretty robust 
logistics circuit already built. We have our warehouse in the in, in California to to fulfill all U.S. orders. We have a warehouse in Rotterdam that can fulfill all all European based orders. Um, Asia based orders can be fulfilled directly from our factories um, in right. China. And like we kind of have it covered. There's a couple countries um, here and there that will be fulfilled directly. Um, and if we garner enough, if enough amount of units, um, we'll just consider doing a small hub over there. But um, I think we got this covered. Um, basically, I mean, this is just just because it's going to be our third time around, and we just did it uh, yeah. twice already. Uh, we shipped product to backers. We shipped product to regular customers, like regular purchase with mm-hmm. regular customers. Uh, we imported we imported goods. Uh, we uh, we handled returns. We handled um, mistakes that we are very likely not going to do again. Thankfully, um, right. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to say this is going to run smooth as butter. Because uh, yeah. you do encounter problems, but yep. the fact that we have a team that has tackled these things before makes us, I think, well prepared to, oh, to yeah. tackle these these problems if they arise, which yep. they always they always do. Yeah, there's always something. <laughs> it's yeah. something, yeah. yeah. Small yeah. or big, but there always is yeah. something. Yeah. So with this, you know, so the campaign ends in a couple more weeks, and then you got a couple weeks before the money drops. But what starts happening on your guys's end to get these helmets out to backers' hands? Uh, actually, it never stopped. Uh, I mean, the <laughs> campaign is out there, but we are uh, working uh, around the clock with our suppliers. Um, more prototypes are being built. Uh, the last ones, we're, we're going into tooling quite soon. Uh, we have this whole schedule with, with our suppliers uh, to make sure that we are on time. Uh, coordinating with, uh, coordinating uh, containers with our logis- logistical partners, uh, coordinating last mile with our fulfillment partners. Just it, it's it's all been going on. We never actually stopped because right. if you stop, then you kind of miss. Uh, you burn through a month uh, and a half of, of good work towards this product being shipped on time, and you don't want to do that. So essentially, we never stopped. Yeah. What what what? You know, for a company like yours, this may be a more advanced question for some of our listeners, but because you have other products, how do you make sure that you're you're not losing focus on maybe the other part of the business because it's all Kickstarter and, you know, it's all this. Like, how, how do you make sure that you're, hey, all of our products are getting some love. We're not forgetting about you over here, you know. Is that is that a challenge yeah. at all for the company? Oh, it is. It is. A small team uh, yeah. means limited focus. That's right. just math. There's yeah. just so many uh, <laughs> things you can think of as a person. Um, right. And uh, so that is a challenge. Uh, it's always been a challenge, actually. Um it was a very mono product uh, up until a couple months ago. So mm-hmm. uh, this this is kind of new to us. But to answer your question, we have we make sure we carve out some time for uh, you know business as usual because we are still a company. We're still operating. Uh, you can right. go buy our, our snow helmet right now. It's available. It's being shipped. It's it's on the store right now. Um, our focus, of course, being Faro because it kind of need, needs all the love we can give it right now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's more of a, a younger baby, if you will. Uh, <laughs> right. The other ones, like uh, it's almost like a teenager. He's he's okay. He's doing okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, he can handle uh, us not checking on him uh, every 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 second. But right. uh, we, by no means, that means neglecting your teenager. <laughs> right, right, right. That's funny. <laughs> so you know, what does like the next year sort of look like? for you guys in the company. And then after that, maybe what, like, what's the next five years? Maybe what's like a big roadmap? Where do you guys kind of see yourself uh, in the future here? Um, awesome question, actually. Uh, and we were debating this with investors, not yesterday. Um, <laughs> this, uh, we're, we're kind of in, in a bit of a juncture as a company and we found a level of traction in this urban mobility space that just cannot be ignored. This is, right. this is too much to ignore. Uh, and, Having the skill set in-house to design, build, develop, and launch products, uh, market them, communicate them, build a community around them, sell, fulfill, ship, import the whole the whole cycle. Yeah. Uh, that means that we're we're very suited at very well suited at just designing products that that solve problems that people are having, and um, and and build a build build a business around that. That's what Unit One is about. So. This crowdfunding uh, thing kind of fits well into that as well. 
because it allows us to to measure uh, traction ahead of time. It allows us to pretty much take a temperature of the market and and, and have a feel of how this product will be received ahead of time before actually manufacturing. Uh, And we want to keep doing that. That's the answer to your question is we want to do more of this. We are actually deciding on what our next products are going to be. We're going to be, we're going to, we're going to be launching two, three more products, um, probably urban mobility based uh, in, in the next couple of years. Uh, so you're going to see at least one Kickstarter a year from us uh, from now on. Cause we're just, we, we decided that we're, we, we want to keep doing this. This is, this is too good to, to stop doing. Okay. Um, we have the skill set to, to pull it off uh, over and over. Um, and we, we, we just want to do that. So to answer your question, unit one is going to a place. Um, it's going to be a very much a product based company. Um, we're betting bigger in urban mobility, but we, we will still retain a, a second base on, on snow sports, which is our, yeah. our, our, our first steps or kind of a birthplace, if you will. Uh, we all love that. We are not letting that go for, for no means. Uh, and we're kind of moving these two these two spaces forward in simultaneous simultaneously, and just building products for 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 these verticals, uh, and then having having all of that be contained under the umbrella that is Unit One, uh, which awesome. hopefully one day uh, will be um, synonym of you know product based innovation, tech infused products that actually solve problems. That that's that's where we where we'd like to to be in a couple of years. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well let's flip over. Let's do a quick little lightning round here and then I'll get you on your All way because right. you're in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign. So questions that have I, nothing I'm, I'm to looking do at with, it. <laughs> questions that have nothing to do with uh with crowdfunding here. So what's the what have, right. been, what have you been watching in the old Netflix, Hulu, streaming world? What's what's uh, what's caught your eye there? All right. Um I was addicted to the, the drive to survive thing on Netflix. On, on Netflix. Uh, okay. I was a stranger to Formula One before that. Uh, I'm addicted now. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, so that was that was one. Um, I'm. Uh, I've been. I think I'm rewatching uh, Modern Modern Family for the third time in a row now. <laughs> that's I good just show. keep coming yeah. back to that. It's just uh, yeah. it just makes me laugh. Uh, so that's that's mo- most of my. Uh, my my binge watching not a lot of that you uh, lately because you know the whole well working day and i think it's not yeah, yeah. It's yeah not i mean you're in it right now yeah yeah <laughs> how about uh how about is there a movie at all that you've watched recently like an um, actual movie not a 12-part series on netflix or anything like that? you know I, I i've been meaning to get back to movies i think that's that's been neglected in favor of uh tv shows because yeah. of I just can't seem to get uh, like a solid two hours in front of the TV without being <laughs> interrupted by yeah. a kid right. uh, or, or, or the campaign yes. or, uh, or a comment <laughs> I have to deal with or, or something. So right. shows are, you know, come in bite-sized bite pieces. Bite-sized chunks. You can right. just, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can. Eat, it's like Halloween candy. You can eat like twelve uh, little bite-sized chunks of Snickers. But man, if I said I ate four Snicker bars in a day... <laughs> Yeah, that's you'll you'll, you'll no, see that. Yeah, yeah. I ate all 100%. these little small ones. You know, no. Uh, that's cool. How about um, how about a book? You reading anything right now? Uh, I am. Uh, I'm halfway across Dune, which was um, sadly abandoned, uh, and I have to have to get back to it. I think over the holidays, I'll, I'll, I'll just because um, I have a bunch of books in the just waiting for me. Really, I just see them. I'm just like, I'll, I'll get back to you. <laughs> uh, so I have, um, I'm, a, I'm at, at book two on Game of Thrones. I'm halfway across Dune. Um, I have more to read that I could could read in a lifetime, sadly. <laughs> and that's just, I have to just deal with that. Yeah. A lot of stuff just Life. got, you know. Yeah, you just push it off. That's all. Yeah, exactly. So. Push for later. Yeah, how about podcasts? Is there anything that you listen to? Obviously, besides my podcast, but is there anything else you listen to? Um, <laughs> the... Yeah, the first million in the, it's uh, the the podcast uh, done by the Hustle, which I really really enjoy. Um, They're the ones they that have the newsletter too, right? Don't they have a cool newsletter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get yeah. their newsletter all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, I, I do as well for for the past couple of years. I, I love them. Uh, they're just they, they it's kind of a light a light a light thing to read, mm-hmm. but still yep. business. So you yep. kind of feel it's still useful. It's yeah. not like it's purely. 
uh, purely laughs. So I, I love that about them. Uh, and their podcast is, is, is great as well. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, where should people, you know, if they want to kind of dive into your world, where should we send them, where, you know, outside oh. of the Kickstarter? How, how do they get in your guys' uh, your universe here? So um, our website, unitonegear.com, uh, that's where everything is. Um, Instagram handle, at unitonegear. Um, there's, we're pretty active in there. Uh, there's a ton, ton of stuff about Faro uh, or Urban Helmet. There's a ton of, ton of stuff about uh, SoundShield, our winter sports helmet. Um, and we're just... We're having a, we're pretty active these days and loving the way that this has, it's already bigger than Kickstarter. There's just a ton of stuff happening. A lot of people coming our way uh, and we love it. Uh, so website, Instagram, uh, or, the, or the campaign page itself is a good place to, to learn all about us. And um, just shoot us an email at contact at unitonegear.com. We're always happy to, to, to chat with with fans, supporters, or, or considered partnerships or, you know, yeah. everything. Uh, so those, those would be the main channels, I think. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know it's busy, a lot of stuff going on, but uh, for all our, uh, all our listeners out there, go check out this campaign. It's a beautiful built page, lots of great content, great product. It just checks off all the boxes, man. It's a great campaign. So well, good luck over the next 19 days. And uh, I'll be watching from my end because it's a really, really great campaign, man. So congrats right. on that and good luck in the future. Thanks so much. Thanks, man. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right. How about that conversation with Juan? I told you guys, great, great campaign. This campaign is probably going to do half a million dollars for these helmets. This is super, super awesome. So if, if you are a, you know, riding bikes, uh, if you're in the city and you're riding a lot of bikes, go over right now, go over to uh, Kickstarter, uh, search in Faro, which is F-A-R-O or unit one. Um, it's smart bike helmet, man. It's super, super awesome. So Juan, again, thanks so much for taking time out of your day for everybody else. Remember you got things to do. Don't try to run your campaign by yourself. Make sure you reach out to the, to us, set up a time to talk, go to the blog podcast, subscribe, go over to YouTube. I've got the videos there. If you want to watch there, lots of of valuable information. If that's not enough, email me, Jeff at woodshed.agency. So, okay guys, it's Monday. We got a new week ahead of us. Let's go kick butt here, guys. Talk to you all on Thursday. A garden of mouthlings, purple, scarlet, speckled, black. The Greek Corallus dilate, peeling back their silks. Their musky encroaches, circle after circle. A well of sense almost too dense to Father, bridegroom, in this evening.
Sir.